You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just have fun with it. When you can have a career that is something that you love, it is easy. Even though this is a tiring career, we are tired. We're working hours upon hours, but you do it because you love it. And you do it because you love live theater. You do it because you want to you know, show people that there are Black folks on stage, behind the scenes, everything. You want them to experience that feeling when you go into a live theater. Welcome to the Black Business of Broadway, a podcast brought to you by the Broadway League and Black to Broadway. Here, we highlight the stories, how-tos, and successes of the Black professionals and legends of Broadway. I am your host, Janine Scott. I'd like to welcome our guest, Tony Award-winning producer and 2020 Tony Honors winner, Lady Irene Gandy. And joining Lady Irene is CEO and founder of Realman Productions and Broadway League member Tony Israel. Welcome to you both, and thank you for joining me today. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Yes. I want to start off with Lady Irene Gandhi. Your career spans over 50 years and counting. Uh, in your Tony Honors acceptance speech, you credit the Negro Ensemble Company. Absolutely. for helping to give you your start in 1967. Can you talk to us about your beginnings and what this company meant to you and others like you, especially during that period of time? Well, the thing is, um, I'm a behind-the-scenes surgeon, but first of all, I have to say, I, I did have to thank Douglas Turner Award because none of us, Sam Jackson, Denzel, Felicia, all of it, we wouldn't have been able to be on Broadway to get the jobs, to get paid. And like I said in my acceptance speech, Doug, um, Woody provided productions and Doug provided productions, but Doug, what Douglas Turner Award did, he wrote that Dear White Letter in 1968 because he wanted to have a, a, a like a, he wanted to have like a school of training, like uh, all of the other schools, you know, up got you know the famous school that Pacino everybody comes from, mm-hmm. and but that's okay. You like you can have you can have all the greatest intentions in the world, but if you cannot get the jobs, it's like right. catch twenty two. If you don't have the experience and you don't have being able to um, have the credit to get the jobs, and so what he did, he brought in like Gerald Crone, uh, who was one of the founder members, who was a member of the union, who taught. Who got it? Who, who who knew how the contracts? Who knew how to make us on the lot contract? We were in a lot contract, which the, a lot contract is what uh, 
I don't know if it's still Lord, but what what, what enables like uh, the uh, public theater and Lincoln Center to happen? Because what show what runs on Broadway for three years? And so we were able to apprentice that. So this is exactly who I credit to. We all credit them, you know. And it was about excellence. It was about excellence in the theater. And he kept it the Negro Ensemble Company because there would be no more. That was what it was, you know, not for some activist things, but for people of color, you know, to um, right. yeah. excel. Yeah, exactly. Tony, I want to bring you into the conversation. Uh, in your My Broadway Story Featured on the Leaks website, okay. you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned your love of theater, starting with The Wiz. Uh, how did that become a catalyst for where you are today? Well, one, let me start with um, I'm definitely honored to be a part of this podcast. Yes. You know, coming after, and I've used the word after very wisely after Lady Irene Gandy. You know, learning from ladies like. Lady Irene Gandy is, you know, is a wealth of knowledge. So that first, um, definitely give homage to, you know, the folks who we're standing on their shoulders. So I'm exactly. going to say that first. But um, in reference to myself, um, yes, The Wiz and um, Arms Too Short with Tubasu God was probably my first two. And I was introduced um, to theater at a young age through my mom. You know, I credit her for my love of theater. And I always say that's when theater chose me. I didn't think that at the time, but looking back on it, that's when theater chose me. So um, just following the path that God has laid before me. And I'm um, deeply honored and humbled to um, be in this world of Broadway. So, right. Yeah. But The Wiz, yes. (laughs) (laughs) When The Wiz um, came out, uh, the reviews were awful and they really did not want to see a woman of color, Stephanie Mills, um, she was a role, and they called her a troll and everything. It was just me, me, me and Miss Rashad, me and Dean Rashad. We were talking about that the other day, how um, how all that happened. And Ken Harper was one of the, was one of the original. He was a black producer on the show, and um, and, the, and the church and, and and he had members of the church. And what we did, myself, Ida Lewis. Evelyn Cunningham, we got together the same thing that we do, and we got together a group of black women and the Deltas and 100 black women, and we said we're going to keep, and that's how this show, that show stayed alive for five years. Wow. And so excellent for what I'm saying now. In those days, we didn't have any marketers. We didn't have a community. But for me, I still had a job. You know, I was, you know I'm, I've, been, I've always been working. But when I say it's bigger than me, because I cannot take anything personally, because what, if I take something personally, what I'm doing is stopping the young people like Tony Israel from seeing the whiz. Mm-hmm. And we have that power. We can't let people tell us what to do. I don't care who it is, your children, your relationships, your jobs. And that's that, and that's what I'm saying. So it's bigger than me. It has to, you have to have some kind of accountability. You know, mm-hmm. this can't be the spook that sat by the door. You yeah. Know, um, yeah. There are things you can do. It's like Tony knows that I am not a community specialist. I, I'm not doing infringing on Tony's job. We talk about that. I ask mm-hmm. her, but she does know that I'm an influencer. And if I'm sitting back, oh, let her do it. I mean, she doesn't have the relationships with Reverend Sharpton and 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 and, and you know and Felicia Rashad and all of those people. And she because she can't because she's young, you know. So why am I going to sit back and and she's working on a show and I can bring some input like Mona Scott, like uh, the Winans, and and, and things because these are people relations that I've built. 
and said, well, oh, that's what she's supposed to. That's not that's not how you do it. So it's bigger than me. Exactly. I must say you're doing a wonderful job on all your shows. <laughs> yes, you are. I, do it. I got great respect for you because I forgot what honey child I can do. Yeah. Hades Town. <laughs> yeah. Hades Town is a big cue. But um, I just want to um, interject what um, Lady Irene said. You know, learning from, you know, that generation um, yes, is so very right. important. When, when you can have someone like myself pick up the phone, pick up my cell, and I can call. Miss Irene, and she picks up. That's key. She picks up the cell. So when I have you know questions to ask her, she's there. So that's what relationships are built off of. She's teaching the new generation, and you know we're learning from her generation. Yeah. So that's so very important, especially as Black women. You know that is extremely important. And I will, Miss Irene will say, you know, you don't call me often, and I will pick up your phone when you call because I know you have something to say. So that's right. that's wonderful in itself. So, and you know, MJ the musical, you know, she right. is she is everything. Like she said, she has those relationships, and we're learning from her. So we we we're looking, we're watching. I always tell her that we're watching, <laughs> we're watching, yeah. and we're learning. <laughs> so you you mentioned you mentioned um, Lady Irene and. Who, uh, what other mentors have you have you sought out, uh, Tony? Well, I will say for myself, you know, Donna Walker Kuhn is, is oh, my OG. Is my, is my, she is my OG, <laughs> and I call her that um, my forever mentor. I have uh -huh. I have three mentors, and Donna Walker Kuhn is definitely one of them. Um, there's also Myra Isaacs, who um, even before Donna uh -huh. said, "What can I do to help." And she was right there to to help me. I didn't know I was going to go into Broadway. I knew I loved Broadway, but mm -hmm. I never knew this could be or was going to be a mm -hmm. career for me. So those women right there were definitely instrumental. And they're still my mentors. They're, I right. still credit them on everything. And also, too, I'm saying that as I um, keep reminding, as, as, as a Tony Award producer with Jeffrey Richards for 38 years, I you have to create your own stuff. You know, we have two shows. They haven't been announced. I have Pal Jory. I'm the lead producer on that. I'm the lead producer on them. Um, but I'm not sitting home and saying, oh, I got a tongue. But I create. I create. You know, and when Tony does his news, and, you know, we, we have relationships with Harlem Week and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, I'm consulting with Rock Nation and people like that. You know, so you we're, we have these. That's another thing I really want to say. When you have these connections, or you don't just have, you, you have to. It's like a it's like a plant. You nourish mm -hmm. them. Call them, say how they doing. And not, and another thing, I never told. I don't. We don't get a chance to talk to each other because we're all. Um, I, I I love that fact. You and listening, like you have three people that all you young ladies are working together. You know, yeah. because people have to know that you you cannot yeah. do it alone. Correct. You cannot Absolutely. do it alone, and you don't have to. Yeah. That's what you say. I need you know. If I need something, I need something because people will help you. Yes, you they know. will. Yes. And I've found that being being new to the city mm -hmm. and I have I have felt I have felt that just the support and the community yes. that exists mm -hmm. from the day that I stepped foot here and the outreach and the calls even I'll go back to just when it was announced, the emails that I got from people. And I'm mm -hmm. just like, how do they even get my email? They're sending it to my work email. Yeah. And so that community and that yeah. mentorship, it, it's real. Yeah. It's real. There's two things we have to thank. 
realistically, and you can jump in and tell both mm -hmm. of you, for this climate emotional change yeah. on Broadway, we have to thank George Floyd. We have to thank the pandemic because nobody would have been home listening yeah. to anything. Yeah. And nobody would have been self felt safe enough to speak yeah. on it. Yeah. Right. So it's the timing, things, the timing, the timing, the timing, because this can, you know, we could, you know, so um, I'm not to say it's a good thing because people really just don't know. Right. I mean, I had a conversation with producers that over the summer that I was teaching producers how to talk to black people. But that's a whole other story. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> and, and, and they would say to some people say to me, I didn't know how to how come I didn't know. I said, well, what do you mean? I'm the only one that's been in your rooms for like 30 and 40 yeah. years. Yeah. Why didn't yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but they really didn't know. They really, <laughs> they really did didn't know. They really didn't and know. Yeah. And they were mad that they didn't know. But yeah. I just wanted to jump in with um, what she said in reference to the pandemic, you know, with Floyd, um, the timing of that. Right. You know, as as marketers, you know, we always use it, it was a rebirth. It was a reset for us. We had a chance to say what we needed to say because the world was watching at that time and, you know, still watching. So taking advantage of that situation is mm -hmm. not the right word, but using that time and using that time wisely to change the dynamic of what's um, going forth. And I know Donna always, she, she challenged me with one word. She said, so, you know, I'm happy for you, happy for you, Rillerman Productions, group of ladies, but who are you teaching? So right. I did that very right. personally. And now mm -hmm. it's 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 on us to teach the younger generation that's coming up. We we learn from, you know, Donna, Miss Irene, um, that generation. It's our generation now. So Janine, you know, mm -hmm. you now, you know, in this whole EDI um time frame, but the young folks are looking at us now. They are and they want to see us, you know, flourish. And, you know, we have to make sure that the path is is even a little bit better for them. So, Lady Irene, how do we change that dynamic? How, what, what can we do? What Here's can what others I, do to do that? To I. That? This is just my. Listen, I am the spokesman for the black people. I it's okay. We know. That. That. <laughs> I'm not speaking very, but I'm just saying what. I feel, here's what I'm thinking. We don't need to be, we have to teach people, you can't, you don't need to be validated. And we're not parking attendants. You can't go in with a defeatist attitude. You cannot have, uh, you can't have, you can't have the solution before the problem. You can't have the answer before the question. Because you're already going, and well, you know, they're not going to like me or they're not going to look at me. And already you put that mindset. Mm in your mind. And I've never done that. My dad taught me, I've never done that. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you have a fight with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, like, you know, when they call me back, I must, you got a whole bunch of answers. Maybe nobody <laughs> might never call you back. You got all these answers waiting for them. That, the that is a perfect them. analogy. That is a perfect analogy. I love or that. I'm going to use that. Also, <laughs> Yeah, or you're also you're talking to somebody from you're like, oh, you can't go to New York. You got Janine. You don't need to be there. You don't know nothing about that. You and they have not been off the block. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you have talked. You've talked yourself out of a thing. You have not even left the bed yet. A lot of young folks are looking for mentors. Um, I am happy to say the mentorships with um, in my development they came organically. It wasn't like I was going. I need a mentor. I need a mentor. It was like, you know, Donna came into my life, Myra came into life, and they became my mentors because those are women that I looked up to. So, of course, like what Miss Irene said, you know, I, I'm looking at mentors at places that I want to be. 
So mm-hmm. I don't want a mentor on my level. I need a mentor up mm-hmm. here. So I'm striving to be up there. So those are the examples. Can you tell us how did you how did you get there? I, we know you had mentors, but how did you get there? Like, how did you say this is what I want to do for the rest of my life? You know, it, it was I, I always call it following God's path. And when you know you're on the right path, it, it comes organically and it comes. I won't use the word easy, but I'm on the right path. You know, meeting Myra, meeting Donna Walker-Kuhn, who I say, you know, is responsible for me. So when me happened, Real Men happened. And Real Men started out as doing bus trips um, before I even, you know, came to Broadway. We were on we were on Broadway, but we used to bring busloads of people to the show. And that's how okay. Real Men Productions came about. <laughs> and then I met Donna. Donna offered me an internship and... I learned under her wing. Um, And then it was like, she was like, okay, it's time for you to fly. And I was like, okay, we're going to start. And then that's first Broadway show that um, was under Real Men was Hadestown. And that came from Myra Isaac. So again, it's relationships. Those relationships stay with you and and you build upon them. So again, those two ladies are instrumental in the development of Tony Israel that then was in the development of Real Men Production. And I can't say enough about the team. We call ourselves the real team, which has been introduced to um, Lady Irene. I made a point that they need to meet Lady Irene. Donna has met them as well. So we have um, our managing directors, which is Teresa and Janetta. We have a PR team, which just introduced to um, Lady Irene, Amanda, and Gianni. We have a media relations, which is Shireen. We have a whole AD department, uh, which is okay. Richard, Dana, Stalene, yeah. Bria. I might need a job. Ashley. Right. Hey, it's <laughs> in case, in case and, things don't work out. Yes, and, and Brandon. So we are a team of 14. Wow. We are, we are a full French agency. So it's, it's, yeah. So it's taking, again, what these ladies are teaching us and building mm-hmm. on that. So we're not trying to do a carbon copy. We're trying to go a step ahead. Uh, a step above and then another step above. And we want the next generation to go even higher. I remember, um, I don't even think you know this, Tony. Remember the Broody shop that they called the Chitlin Circuit Place? I do know. Remember the Chitlin shop a long time ago. And Janine, this is a true story. Of course, everything, you know, this is a true story. And um, I was in Shelly Garrett and I called the New York Times and I said, you know, I I really, you know, I think I want you to review the show because they were doing a million dollars a week. But, you know, because everybody is not, you know, you have working people, everybody, you know, our theater industry, we're also she the arts, whether it's black or white, we think we're, spread. so there are a lot of working people, like you said, you brought busloads up. So I said, I saw, I said to the arts editor, to, to critic, I said, I need you to come to review the show. And he said, well, you know, it's just another show about black people. But I said, well, I don't get it. Because you, everything that uh, Neil Simon wrote is just another show about Jewish people in Yonkers. Mm-hmm. The Irish show you've been doing for every day, younger. So, and, and then, I, then I got him to come. But if you know your facts, and the fact that is, people don't know. People mm-hmm. don't know that you know. Because right. if you can, if you can send every critic to go see a Neil Simon, I love Neil Simon, mm-hmm. or. Um, you know, long day with other the Irish playwright every day. What's the difference between telling our story? This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. 
As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. So how do we, you know, how do we ensure that the trends and practices of the past don't resurface? How do you um, well, speak to your clients? How do you how do I, you speak to those producers about how they engage with well, with those audiences that we're talking about? So one, there need to be more black producers. There okay. definitely need to yeah. be more it takes black money, producers. Though. It does take money, but I think those those doors are opening up now. So besides the few that we have, and Miss Irene being one of them, um, you know, teaching again, we're getting our first producing credit on Broadway, which was on, under the Hadestown tour. So it's having opportunities like that. I think getting those to the masses of people, I think definitely helps. Because when you're a producer, you're you're running the show. You're, you're the power. And so we have to change the dynamic of that power. So we need to have seats and, and people on the team at the table. Yeah. And if you can't, if you can't bring money, you can bring, you can bring in kind, you can bring your services, yeah. mm-hmm. but also we have to be real. I mean, no matter how much we like a dress in the window or a suit in the window or how much we are passionate about it or how much we talk about, we have to be, it's about the money. Yeah. It's about the money. Broadway. I mean, you can say it. I'll say it again. And whoever wants to come for me, I don't care. There's no black Broadway. There's black Broadway. There's black people in Broadway, but it's called green. It's a business. It's called show business. It's not show called passion. It's not show called play. Show play. You got to pay your bills. You got to pay your staff. You got to let, you know, so it has to be. Um, but the thing is, it's like love. If you're being loved, whether you get there, if you're being loved a minute, a day, and that's how you have to, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I cried when um, I went to the first day of rehearsal of uh, a colored man mm-hmm. because I had never known. I didn't know. See, now this is something I didn't know. I didn't know. When I walked in, there was a black producer, black uh, sister, black stage. I didn't really know. I, I cried. I didn't know that I had not seen it. Wow. And I and it just overwhelmed me. I've been 50 years on Broadway. And I was walking in the room. I see. But the thing is, is that I've saw it, seen it. And that's, it doesn't mean it has to, but the fact that, you know, we can't dwell in the past. We just got to do, because I think if we do one thing for us, we're helping others. You know what I mean? So you'll never get the people to understand, you know, my my mother, until she did die, she was asking me, when you're going to get a real job. What I was saying is, is like, like Tony, I think we can't save the world, but I think if each of each of us um, have our own that we can do. If we help ourselves, we can help others. I think mm-hmm. that's how we do. We just have yeah. to keep speaking because we can't. Ch- I can't change what you have in your pocket. Right. I can't make you 
do what I do. Everybody's not as strong as me. Everybody can't say what I say, you know, but that doesn't mean you don't have something to say. That doesn't mean you don't have something in your pocket. Yeah. That doesn't mean you don't have to dress on that you feel that you want to wear, you know, <laughs> yeah. no, seriously. And yeah. that, you know, and that's, we have to stop looking for validate. I mean, but, in that, but everybody, you know, but, but it, that comes with, it comes with a process. You lose the people along the way, but we both said it. We have to realize family, faith, and foundation. Hmm. Cause my dad and my mother, they didn't care what we did because all of us are doing this by choice. Right. Yeah, we're doing true. this by choice because mm-hmm. we're not. I mean, we're doing this by choice because mm-hmm. we could do anything we want to do. Powerful statement, and we still can because there's always tomorrow. Lady fun. Irene, did you always know you wanted to produce or be a press agent? I know. Listen, no, I wanted no. to write Nancy Drew books. Oh, okay. I went to NYU for Nancy Drew books. They were already <laughs> written. Uh-huh. I went six weeks. And okay. Then, I, then I, and I'm, I'm originally from Westbury, Long Island. My parents were like 40 years old when they had me. I couldn't do nothing. Old <laughs> parents. They started. They were one of the first black families to settle there in 1935. Sure. I wasn't even. They, you know, those houses where they, hey, hey, uh, your mom's upstairs. You go to probably got to be home at 9:30. You guys are know about that. So I. So when I moved to New York to, um, um, and my godfather, my mother was a, a, a was a. a a domestic on the Phipps estate, which is now Old Westbury. My godfather was a groom on the with the ponies on the Phipps estate. My dad picked potatoes on a farm, which is now the Hamptons, which he couldn't understand why everybody wanted to stay there. Because when, oh, when he died, he amassed all this, you know. So I'm saying, so family, and we, he never, he never, um, Tony, you guys will understand. I don't think our people understand. He never, um, um, African American community, you always want to have money to get buried. It is always a scam that you pay twenty dollars, you pay two dollars, and they come for twenty years. You only end up with five. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Isn't there a class no. action suit against it's that? Cl- I think, cl- yeah, sure I think so. Because you know, no, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yes. So, sadly, my dad taught me. He said because we when he bought the he didn't buy the he bought the land. He's landowner. Bought the land with us, and he said he told me early on, and he said, "When you own what you want, there's only one color. You can mm-hmm. t- if you can, if you if you want to eat at a restaurant, they don't want you to build your own. Yes. And so every time the little insurance man, the white insurance man, would come <laughs> into the house, come he would he wouldn't even let him in the house. He said he coming to get the two dollars because when you own what you own, you can do that. Mm-hmm. That was me with 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 um allowance. He said with, with money. He said you need to work to have your own money. You can have it. I'll give it to you. But if I give it to you." Then you can ask. I can tell you what to do with it, and that's going back to producer, mm-hmm. having your own. Uh, white, white friend told me, and it took me until like I'm 78. It took me till I was like 65 to understand what you was. Well, maybe 55, because mm-hmm. I'm still trying to get a date. I won't say nothing. Um, <laughs> I don't want people to hold all I have. It took me like 55. It says, you know, you black people are you you great at being knowing how to be hired, but you don't know how to be fired. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah, that's. Think about that. People get fired all the time, and probably had nothing to do with you. Uh-huh. But we take all oh, what I do. I'm a failure. I fail. Blah blah blah. Yeah, interesting. That's interesting. Think about it. Yeah. And I'm saying that because all the work you're doing, people aren't paying you to because you look cute. You say what you feel. That's what I'm yeah. saying. If you're on the stage of eight eight performances a week. 
they're not paying you because you're cute. Yeah. You're paying you to do the job. You need to say what you need to say. Right. That's what I say. Everybody know I say what I need to say. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and and I would just jump in with that, you know, in reference to Donna Walker Kuhn, um, again, sitting with her in those meetings at the table. And I remember the first time I sat in a meeting with Donna and I sat in the back. And she was like, "There's no baby. Come on up, sit at the table." And I was like, "This yes, right, right." <laughs> and, and I wanted sat, you to tell that story. She, yes, and, I'm and glad you told sat it. at the table, and I listened. That's is definitely. I think it's key with me, and I teach that you know to the younger generation. Listen, it tells you yeah. a lot about somebody when you listen. You learn their mannerisms. Right. You learn this right here, and you can communicate with them. You can read a room. And you have to start thinking like a producer. You have to start thinking like an executive because you do, to Lady Irene's statement, you have something to say. And you're sitting at that table because, not because you're cute, because you have something to say and you bring something to the table that you need. And and also, that's good. That's a good point. Take it, I, mean, I, was, I, mean, I wasn't teasing him, but mm-hmm. talking about white people and, 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 and communication. Because let me tell you, we all know this. So we walk into a room. We're walking to the rooms. It just happened. I'm, I'm just my experience, and because I'm on both sides, you walk into a room and there are people, and there are like twenty people, and a white producer who we don't know, or somebody white, or something. This is a white producer. Say, oh, you look so good. Oh, you so look nice. So now I know, I know that they're trying to to have a comfort level, mm-hmm. but the average. African American, why are you in their mind? Why are you asking me? You didn't tell Janine she looked nice. You didn't tell this one she looked nice. Why you don't know me like that? How you don't? I mean, that's all in their mind. Meanwhile, the body language, everybody shut down mm-hmm. because he stopped the producer or, or the person of non color. It's feeling some kind of way because he doesn't know what he did wrong. And what happens is the whole, everybody's lost because everything, the communication is shut down. And that's what we're talking about here. That mm-hmm. movie, this is a failure to communicate. Right. So what I say, when I make those statements, I said, okay, when I make the statements about, you don't have, let me talk about, you're not qualified. But I said, but let's talk about how we can make this money or how we can market this show. And that put everybody back on the same vein because it's bigger than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's bigger yeah. than feelings. Yeah. So this is what I'm talking about. So that's the communication. Because like we talked about it earlier, they don't know. Yeah, They don't know how to, because they don't have to know. When we were doing American Song, the thing that Kenny done, the first thing he said to, to Jeremy and uh, Jeremy Jordan and uh, Steve Spock, did you ever have a talk? They say, what talk? Because nobody has to, we all, mm-hmm. nobody has to have to talk about if your son gets, if you can be pulled over right. by the car yeah. for a black person. Yeah. Right. Or mind yeah. your manners. Or mind right. your, that's a talk. You worry about your children. They don't have that talk. Yeah. Yeah. So why would they know? Yeah. It's very real. It's very yeah. real. But I want to go back to Tony. I want to yes, tell ma'am. you the reason that you, it's a trust level. And mm-hmm. I try, and people trust you because people are not going to trust you. We're talking to Broadway show. We're not talking to movie. We don't have that budget, $25, 6000000 million for or $18 million. Mm-hmm. We have, you can't, you can't give away tickets. And, you know, if you give away 100 tickets or $300 a ticket, people don't understand that you have to have a level of trust yeah. that when they put those tickets in your hand to influence people, it's going to generate dollars. Yes. So that's the yes. trust level. Yes. Yes. 
So we're at the end of our podcast and we like to ask all of our guests one final question, the same final question. Uh, what is one piece of advice you'd like to share with the Black future leaders of Broadway? I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, one piece of advice. I'm, I'm going to talk to Black women. Have a level of dignity about you always. When you're in the room, be prepared always. Trust yourself. Trust your gut. Mo move in excellence always. Be, be true. Be fair. Be honest. Just have fun with it. When you can have a career right. that is something that you love, it is easy. Even though this is a tiring career, we are tired. We're working hours upon hours. But you do it because you love it. And you do it because you love live theater. You do it because you want to you know, show people that there are Black folks on stage, behind the scenes, everything. You want them to experience that feeling when you go into a live theater. It's it's nothing like it. And again, I say because theater chose me, I don't even know how to articulate that because it literally chose me. But it's just, be honest, be, be truthful to yourself. Go after what you want. If it's, yeah. if it's theater that you want behind the scenes, if you want to be a producer, go after it hard and um life is short it, we don't have the time to play around with you know you know 20 years you know lady irene has had a is in a stellar career people don't get that nowadays you might get 5 10 20 years if, if you're good so go go after it but don't think it's going to come overnight pay your dues pay your dues and and learn and and watch and listen so find a mentor find a couple if you can and, you know, volunteer, you know, go to school, don't necessarily have to go to college, but, you know, it is, I think it's something that you learn people skills. I think that is something that we're losing in the young generation, those people skills, because everything is on their device. But, you know, you need to have conversations with folks because all in all, I'll end with this. It's all about relationships. Hmm. It's keeping relationships. Lady Irene said it too. Yes, you want to be likable. But I'd rather be trustworthy and I don't have to be liked all the time because if I need to make the hard decisions, I, I'm good with making the hard decisions. But it's just being honest and true, honest and true, and go after what you want. I think I'll leave it with that. I love that. Lady Irene? Always remember, I always tell people, we're providing the service. Once there is no, we're like governess, governess. It's not a house. And we're providing a service. And what, there's no, and if people say to me, I'm doing a good job, that's insulting to me because that's what I'm supposed to do. And always have faith. And once you take, it's not about you. And once you take you out of the city, because we're not curing cancer. We don't really have real jobs. I mean, we have real jobs, but I'm saying that really changing careers. But we do have people that are changing people's lives because we can uplift them. And that's what with the service. And that's when I say it's more than about me. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank, thank you, Lady you. Irene. I want to thank our guests and you, our listeners. You could have been doing anything else, but you chose to spend your time with me, and I am grateful. Be sure to subscribe at bpn.fm slash bbb so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, tell a friend. I'm your host, Janine Scott, 
And we at the Broadway League hope you enjoyed this episode of the Black Business of Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.